finally must sanctify our speech here. All right, well, welcome everybody to Hebrew Club. Um, we are ready to start Chapter 4 of Second Samuel, all right? And this is what follows upon the death of Abner, if you will recall. And I also have the first few verses give us a lot of names, place names especially. And so I have a little map so at least you can get a general idea of where the main places are, especially in this first part. It's really kind of discombobulating, actually. So what I've done is I've printed up a map, and I'll start passing around, but you can see I've circled the three main places. Um, Hebron is to the south. You'll see that pretty easy. And then the other two places are the uh, lesser-known places that are in red. You can't see them too good, but at least you can see how far they're kind of traveling as they go around, all right? So we're on verse 1. Uh, of chapter 4. Va Yishma ben Shaul kimet Avner bechevron. Va Yirpu yadav vekol Yisrael nivhalu. All right. Uh, uh, verse 1. And the son of Sam of Saul heard. Okay, this is from Shama. And the son of Saul heard. And note, remember, who are we talking about? The son of Saul is Ishbosheth. All right. Now it's interesting because. The Septuagint has Mephibosheth throughout. It gets the names kind of mixed up, all right? And it actually has Mephibosheth in this text. But this is Ishbosheth, who's the son, although he's not named. And that's kind of important for what happens in a couple verses. So we're, we're talking about Ishbosheth, all right? Um, who, remember, had his capital, you know, as that map's passed around, east of the Jordan River in Machanaim which is uh, in the area of Gilead. Uh, I don't have it on that map there, but uh, um, there's quite a distance between Gilead and Hebron. So David was in Hebron, and Ishbosheth was in Machanaim. Okay? So the son of Saul heard, now notice after a verb of perception, you have this key clause, object clause, um, heard that Abner had died. Mate. Call from Mut. Okay? Abner had died in Hebron, in Hebron, all right, and Yerpu Yadav, his hands uh, fell, relaxed. What's the root of Yerpu? Anyone see it? Good, Rafa, Resh, Pei, Hey, the Hey drops off with the vocalic suffixes. And notice you have two Vav clauses, and you might want to translate the first one. When the son of Saul heard that Abner had died, mate, in Hebron, comma, yadav, vayirpu yadav. His hands fell. They grew faint. In other words, that's a biblical idiom. He lost, we would say he lost heart, but boom, he lost his strength. He grew very pale, okay, because Abner was his, his uh, general. It's his general. He's the go-to guy. He's the dude. Yeah, all right. And all Israel, and I notice this is, referring especially to the northern tribes. All Israel, Nivhalu, was dismayed or terrified. This is from the root Bahal, Nifal, perfect. Third common plural, all right? Um, so, and all of Israel was dismayed or terrified, depending on how you want to translate that, all right? So that, that verse is fairly easy, and it gets tough here, coming right up. Um, any questions on verse 1 about syntax or anything? All right? All right, verse 2. 
Haberoti. Mivnei Binyamin. Okay, I'll stop there. Um, now, the Shnei is, notice it's a construct from Shanaim, which means two. And remember, you can put the, the number two in construct or not. And two men, Sare, this is from Sar, this is the plural construct, princes or leaders of the Gedudim, leaders of the raiding bands. Remember, a Gadud is a band, a raider. Um, so, and two men, the leaders of the raiding bands, and now notice the next three words were son of Saul, which makes no sense, right? Um, so notice you can, you can handle this as an uh, adverbial accusative, as an adjunct. So you have to kind of imagine the preposition Lamed there. Okay, were to the son of Saul. All right. Um, again, you, in English you'd say something like, Saul's son had two men, leaders of the, of the bands. Does that make sense? See, so notice again, in Samuel especially, you do not always see the preposition where you want it. Now, whether it has fallen out in the course of transmission or not is hard to say. It's very interesting, again, when you look at the... When I, looked at, I looked this up in both the Septuagint and in Qumran. And Qumran and the Septuagint both have... Um, there was to Mephibosheth, son of Saul. So they, it gets it mixed up from Ishbosheth and Mephibosheth in, in both the Septuagint and in the Qumran uh, text there. All right? But the Masoretic text, which we have, doesn't have either one, and uh, the grammar kind of makes it awkward. All right? Does everyone understand what's going on here, relatively speaking, so far? <laughs> All right. Now it gives the name of the two men. So Saul, the son of Saul, had two men who were the leaders of the bands. The shame, that's in construct, shame ha'echad, the name of the one, and here's a name, Ba'ana, was Ba'ana. See, you can't tell from the Hebrew it's the name. The shame, and the name of the sheni, notice that this is the ordinal number, um, uh, second one, and the name of the second one was Rekav. So Ba'ana and Rekav are the two characters in the story we're going to read about today. All right. Now it goes on to describe who they were. Sons of Ramon. Okay. Now that's the name of a guy. It's also the name of a god. It's also the word for pomegranate. So sons of a pomegranate or pomegranatites, if you want to put it that way. But I would stick with Ramon. <laughs> so, yeah, sons of Ramon. Uh, now the... Now, now notice the next word, the Be'eroti, the Be'erotite. And notice that's the one of the, the place names that I circled in the tribe of Benjamin there. So it goes into great detail about these two guys. They were Benjaminites. And I think it's because Saul was from the tribe of Benjamin. See, so they identify him as, as Be'erotites from the see, children of Binyamin. Again, notice how sons is being used here as a idiom for... Um, the Benjaminites from the Benjaminite tribes, from the people of the Benjaminites. All right, all right. Kigam for also Be'erot, namely the name of the place, Techashev, is considered. This is a nifal imperfect from Chashav to think to consider. So nifal, I make it passive, is considered part of all belonging to Benjamin. 
So it's giving you all this background information about these two guys, which probably should signal they're going to play some part here. So notice that he has two leaders, Ba'ana and Rechav, sons of Ramon, who was a Be'erotite, from, which also belonged to Benjamin because the Be'erotites were considered part of Benjamin. So see, that's what the sentence means. It's going into all this background detail. All right? All right, in verse 3, um, now it gives you more detail about this. Va'yivrechu ha'be'erotim getayma. Okay. For the be- Now, here's, barak means to flee. All right. Notice that this is a simple call, imperfect vav consecutive, and the subject is the Be'ero team. So the Be'erotite people had fled to Gitaima. And Gitaima was the name of the other place I mentioned. It's on the border of the tribe of Dan and Ephraim there. All right. So it gives you this detail. It makes no sense to me. The Be'erotime people fled to Gitaima. Va Yihusham. And they are there. This is from what root? Vayihu? Haya? Call imperfect. And they are there as Garim. This is from the root Gur. Call participle, masculine plural, used as a substantive. Sojourners. And they are there as sojourners. Ad Hayom. Up until the day of this one. Up until this day. So it gives you this detail about the Be'erotite people that doesn't really have anything to do with the story. It just kind of piles detail on detail. And so notice the narrative. The storyline has totally stopped while you're getting this description of these two guys. All right. Now we're going to get description of another person as well. Okay. Does anyone have any question through verse 3? Probably won't be able to answer it, but I'll do my best. All right. But you're getting an idea about the background. So notice how the Hebrew narrative will give you background um, both with Vav consecutives and without. It's giving you filling in details about these guys. Okay. Okay, verse 4. Ve'li Honatan ben Shaul, ben Nekeraglam. Now to Jonathan, the son of Saul, there was a Bain. There was a son. Okay. To Jonathan, son of Saul, there was a son. Or we would say in English, Jonathan, the son of Saul, had a son. All right. Neke raglam. Neke, notice that that is from um, the adjective nake, which is, means um, struck. Someone who, so it's struck in the feet. Um, notice that it's in construct like sada becomes sede, nake becomes neke. Same thing. So this is in construct. Struck in raglime. Notice what kind of ending is on raglime? The dual ending. Struck in his two feet. What does that mean? Well, he was lame. We'd probably say he's lame in his two feet. Now you're going to find out what, why. Okay? Ben Chamesh, a son of Chamesh, five shanim, a son of five years, he was. Okay? Bevo Shemuat Shaul Vichonatan Mi Yisrael. A son of uh, five years. So he's five years old in the coming of the report of Saul and Jonathan from Jezreel. So bevo, notice, is a call infinitive construct. Um, the, the object, I mean the subject is shemuat, which means report. Notice it's from shamat to hear, and it's in construct with sha'ul. So 
He was five years old in the coming of the report of Saul and Jonathan, Israel, from Jezreel. What report are they talking about? His death. Remember in the previous book, Saul and Jonathan died in Jezreel. So notice that this bait with the infinitive is temporal. So he was five years old when the report of Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. All right. Va-tisha-ehu omanto. Um, omanto is from the root amen, which means, number one, to be faithful, but another meaning is to be a caretaker. So this is a feminine, omenet, and his caretaker, um, va-tisha-ehu, what's the root? Nasa. See this simulated nun, dagish, preceded by that short vowel? So his, his caretaker lifted him, va-tanos, and she fled. What's the root of tanos? Noose. Notice it's a hollow verb. How do you know? Comets under the top. So, and she fled, and it happened, bechoza, in her haste to flee. That chofza is an uh, infinitive construct, which means to hasten. So in her, and notice the third feminine singular suffix, in her hastening to flee. Now, so it happened in her hastening to flee. Vayipol. What's the root? Nafal. Um, he fell, and he fell. Vayipaseach. Here's a nifal from Pasach. And he was, he became lame. And his name was Mephibosheth. All right, everybody get what happened? So notice how the narrative goes. In verse 4, Jonathan had a son. He was lame in his feet. It gives you that fact. Now notice how it backfills um, by telling you how he got lame in his feet. And that's a typical um, occurrence. That's a typical occurrence in Hebrew in which you'll get the bottom line and then the narrator will backfill with the details. And that's what's happening. He was lame in his feet. Now, this is how it happened. He was five years old when the news came of Saul. His nurse picked him up, and in her haste, she must have dropped him, and he fell on his feet. See, that's kind of what it's saying in all that detail in verse 4. All right? All right? So now at verse 5, you're through all that, and, and what the narrator has tried to do, he's had to introduce Ba'ana and Rechav, you haven't heard of him before, and you haven't heard of Mephibosheth before. So in typical Hebrew fashion, you don't get a name without getting anchored to the story somehow. So Ba'ana and Rechab get anchored into the story, and now Mephibosheth has to get anchored into the story. Now you can go on with what happens here. So notice we've had kind of a total stop again in the storyline in these four verses, <laughs> and you know all the information. Now you can get on, okay? Okay, so you're going to start with the Vav consecutive in verse 5. Any questions through 4 about anything? All right. Okay, verse 5. Vayelaku b'nei Ramon ha-be'eroti rekav u-ba'ana. Okay, see, you don't have to repeat this. Vayelaku, what's the root? Halak. Behaves like a first-year first year students. You guys see that? And they <coughs> went... The B'nai Renon, the sons of Ramon. Now notice what it does. The Bereotite, Rechav and Ba'ana. We already know who they are, but Hebrew just kind of keeps saying it. All right? Vayavo'u, and they entered. Okay, Vayavo'u, and they entered. Kechom Hayom. 
about the heat of the day, or we would probably say in English, in the heat of the day, so early afternoon probably, in the heat of the day, to the bait, to the house of, here he is, Ishbosheth, to the house of Ishbosheth. So these Be'eriotites had gone over probably to Machanaim in Gilead across the Jordan to where Ishbosheth was in the heat of the day. All right? Now he, and now notice this next clause that starts with who. Behu Shokev at Mishkav Hatzaharan. And he was lying down on the bed of the Zaharan. Zaharan means noonday. On the noonday bed, on his noonday couch. I guess he had a couch, you know, take a nap. You guys all have your favorite couch. You know what he's talking about. After lunch, what do you do? Hit the couch. I do that, yeah. That's what we're doing. All right. So notice that. So notice how that vehu breaks up the vav consecutive um, chain, and it becomes kind of a circumstantial clause. Notice it gives you the circumstances. So notice they went, the sons of Rimon, and they came about the heat of the day to the house of Ishbosheth. Now he was lying on the noonday bed. See how that vehu works. And after giving that detail, um, it continues breaking up the, the vav consecutive here in verse 6. Okay, okay. notice the first word, vehena. That's the third feminine plural, the way it's pointed for, and it means them, which makes absolutely no sense here because it's referring to bahana and rechav, unless they were a little on the uh, feminine side, lighting the loafers, uh, but they... You guys aren't laughing. I guess. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Golly. Jeez. Um, but notice the Septuagint repoint has a different understanding of as as uh, instead of hena uh, hene behold vehene, which makes more sense here. But the Masoretes have a reading tradition of reading as third feminine plural pronoun vehena. All right. So, uh, but I think every translation is going to go and look. They entered from Bo. See, they entered to the midst, toke of the house. Now, lokeche um, chetim. That's a, a lokeche uh, is a call participle, masculine plural and construct. Okay, and means to take or to receive. Takers of chetim, takers of wheat. So they entered into the midst of the house posing as takers of wheat, see, as if they were getting some wheat. All right. Va-yakuhu. What's the root? Naka. Naka. Yeah, feel from Naka. And they struck him, el-hachomish. You know that word. And they struck him in the belly. Because remember, that's what Joab did to Abner. The chomesh. Struck him in the belly. Okay. The rekav and rekav and ba'ana, his brother, achiv, his brother, Nimlatu escaped. Nifal, perfect, third common plural from Malat. All right, so they struck him in the belly, and Rechav and his, and his brother escaped. Okay? Now I want you to, sh so that's the story. Now in seven, it goes back to give you more details. All right, now notice, because it, 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 it's going to tell you what, the, what else happened, so to speak. Okay? Okay, so verse 7, va-yavohu, and I'm going to translate it, that is to say. So notice the vav consecutive is not always subsequent action. Here in this text, it seems to fill in the details. That is to say, they entered Habite, the house, 
Vahu Shokev, and he was sleeping on mitato. He was sleeping on his couch again. See? So it's reiterating what's already said. Bachadar, in the, that's a, the inner room, okay? In the inner room mishkavo of his bed. See? So in the chamber of his bed. We would say in his bed chamber. In his bed chamber. Now, vayakuhu, and they struck him. So we've already known that, okay? Va, now it gives more detail. Vayemituhu, from Mut, and they killed him. Okay, now, Vayasiru, this is a hifil from Sur, um, and they removed et rosho. I love how it says it. And they removed his head. It doesn't say katav, they cut off or anything. It just says they removed it. Okay, okay. Vayikhu, okay, notice that's from Lakach. And they took Rosho, his head. They took his head. This is like a bad horror movie. Vayelku halak, see? And they went Derek Ha'araba, by the, Arab, the uh, way of the Araba, towards the desert, in other words. Um, kol halayla, all the night. So they killed him. They removed his head. But I want you to see syntactically how verse 6 gives the overall summary, how they, that they escaped. And verse 7 fills in the details in escaping. They actually also took his head and the way they went all night to get out of um, the territory they were in. And obviously they were traveling southward, and their destination is uh, Hebron. All right? And I'm going to read one more verse, and then we'll stop here. Vayaviu et rosh. Okay, that's a hifil from Bo. And they brought, <laughs> and they brought the head et rosh. Okay, it doesn't, now notice you know what head it is, even though there's no definite article there. I mean, that, notice it's kind of interesting because you have the et without the definite article. But again, this manuscript in 2 Samuel has these oddities in it. Okay, so they brought the head of Ishbosheth. Okay, oh, we don't even need it because Ishbosheth is definite, sorry. So they brought the head of Ishbosheth to David at Hebron. They brought the head. Vayomru, and they said El Hamelech to the king, Hine, Roshish Bosheth, Hine, Roshish Bosheth. Look at this. Ben Shaul, Oyeveka, the son of Saul, your enemy, who Bikesh, who sought Nafsheka, who sought your life. Okay? Vayitain, this is from Natan, and Yahweh has given Laadoni. To my lord Hamelech, the king, Nekamot. Notice that that's a plural from Nekama, which means um, vengeance. It's the plural uh, because it's a plural of, I would say, majesty. We would say great vengeance. He has given the king great vengeance, Hayom Hazeh, this day from Saul and from Zaro, from his seed. All right? So they're triumphant. And you can guess how. David's going to react to seeing the head. But, uh, okay, any questions through verse 8? Why is there a doggish in that last word? Because it's a min that has, uh, remember, the nun has assimilated. So it's min zaro, really. And the nun has come off. Um, same way there's a doggish in the sha'ul, because that's a min plus sha'ul. All right, good. Any other questions? All right, man. You got your fill of it today. Thank you very much for coming. Yeah, it's yeah, tense. I, I know, there it is.
Great stuff. What's that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know.